Welcome to the Holistic Health Podcast, beautiful humans. If a professional, polished, well-edited podcast is what you're after, then move right on. If, however, you love unfiltered banter, unedited bloopers, authentic heart sharing, and a very generous dash of holistic health education, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in, shall we? Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Holistic Health Podcast. Uh, Guess what, folks? (laughs) Nat has left me in charge. I am behind the steering wheel for my very first solo episode. Um, I hope I don't fuck it up. Uh, (laughs) But today we are talking about a subject that I am personally very interested in as someone who is now over the age of 40 um, and starting to not look as young as I used to. So we're going to do a few episodes on this subject. And this one in particular is about what can you do instead of Botox if you're not interested in getting it? Or if you've decided you no longer want to get it and you want to try something else. Now, in a separate conversation, when Nat's back on board, we're going to talk about anti-aging from the inside out because true youthfulness, glow, radiance, um, and looking your very best at any age truly does come from those habitual choices uh, internally. Um, and also I would like to talk at some stage about the dark side of Botox. So not just the health consequences, but the psychological consequences on, you know, the individual, if you're a parent, the impact that has on the emotional development of your child, um, and other associated chats. But today I'm going to be talking about a list of things that you could consider doing to help support yourself to look the freshest that you possibly can. So first of all, I want to say you get to do whatever you feel comfortable with and whatever makes you feel happy. There is, this is a no judgment space, everybody. Uh, I personally got breast implants at 25, got them out at 41. Um, And so I absolutely understand the desire to look a certain way and also the options we have available to us. Also now intimately acquainted with the dark side of those things physically and emotionally also. So this conversation isn't about you know whether we care about what you do or don't do, but rather just to explore some of the options you maybe weren't familiar with um, as an alternative. So I guess to really position the landmark that we're shooting for, Botox is a neurotoxin, meaning it's a poison that when injected into certain parts of the musculature, which can be used for therapeutic and clinical use, by the way, not just cosmetic use, um, causes a paralysis of sorts, meaning the muscles no longer function the the way that they're designed to, which means when they don't move, they don't crinkle the skin that sits on top. So, If you're looking for an alternative to Botox, probably the main thing you're looking for is something that's going to reduce the further development of wrinkles or reduce the appearance of ones that you might already have. Now, when it comes to aging, aging or the signs of aging are broader than wrinkles. So 
One of the big giveaways actually for age is skin tone and pigmentation and Botox doesn't fix that. Botox also doesn't fix the lack of volume. It doesn't treat a lack of elasticity either or hydration in the skin, um, all of which are other indicators of youth and health. And so a conversation around looking the freshest you possibly can has to encompass all of those things and not just um, not just wrinkles. But for the most part, what I'm going to go through in this little chat with you today is ways in which you can improve the condition of the musculature underneath to reduce the formation of wrinkles or the appearance of wrinkles, but also some of it will talk about the skin on top. So the skin, your skin condition is a big giveaway for your age. So your skin tone, as I mentioned, youthful skin tends to be a lot more even. It's lacking pigmentation from inflammatory events, injury, you know, old acne, sun damage, things like that. Also the texture, the texture of youthful skin is very fine. Um, It's also very hydrated and able to reflect light really well, which is why movement and wrinkles expression lines um, reflect light in a completely different way than older skin where it becomes more dull. And that loss of elasticity also where things start to succumb to the effects of gravity just isn't a thing when you are young. And so some of the approaches I'm going to speak about today actually do address skin tone, skin texture, and skin elasticity, even if they don't deal with the condition of the muscles sitting underneath the skin, which is where Botox is actively at work. But we're also going to talk about some things that do help to influence muscle tone and muscle strength and therefore the structure of your skin and how it sits on your face as well. And in some cases, we'll also improve where volume loss might occur with time. So this is never going to be entirely comparable to Botox. But it's also going to be broader acting and perhaps produce an even better result in some cases overall when we're looking at all of those hallmarks of aging. So in no particular order, I'm just going to dive right in. So one of the favorites of mine, in fact, I actually love all of these, otherwise I wouldn't be talking about them, is PRP or platelet-rich plasma. And what I love about this is it's using your own cells, your own tissues to rejuvenate your skin. And in a nutshell, you get your blood drawn. So just like you're going for a blood test, it gets centrifuged, which actually separates the different layers of the types of cells found in your blood. And then they take the plasma bit and put it back into your face. Now, there's a few ways it can be utilized. So it can be utilized like filler. So filler is something that is used to restore volume where it may have been lost as a result of aging and, you know, all of the things that really feed into, into, I guess, increased cellular damage and loss. Um, And in this way actually helps to plump your skin in a similar way, more natural looking way, um, but in a way that doesn't have the same kind of risk as these foreign materials 
um, put into your face. So it can be put just about anywhere that dermal filler would be used. It, of course, breaks down a lot quicker. You would need more frequent treatments, um, but you are using your own tissues to rejuvenate your skin and the tissue underneath. So I really like the idea of that. Um, And, you know, one blood draw will usually provide enough plasma for half a dozen treatments, depending on, or more, depending on where you're getting it, what you're doing with it. Now, I haven't tried that yet, although at the age of 42, I have noticed um, a little bit of a loss of volume. So it's something that maybe I'll consider in the future. But another way it can be used is as part of something that they call a vampire facial. And I have had this done once. And so this is like a combination of interventions where you're initially Um, have some micro trauma created in the skin. And the way that I experienced that was with micro needling. It can also be done with microdermabrasion. So microdermabrasion is almost like, and this is a very crass way of putting it, but like sandblasting the top layer of your skin. Um, And I've had that done once before just on its own. Um, But microneedling is a different kind of thing where tiny needles are injected in a uniform manner across your skin, anywhere you want to improve the texture Um, the tone, but specifically um, helping to rejuvenate those tissues. Um, And what that does is cause little micro injuries in the skin that then generate a healing response from your own immune system. But when you combine it with PRP, you actually have the plasma applied to your face like a serum. And I actually feel a bit nauseous <laughs> describing it, even though I've done it. I didn't, it did make my tummy turn when I had it done because just the thought of it was gross. Um, but ultimately it's actually, I think, a better way of doing things than using something that's artificial. It's applying your own cells to stimulate that healing. And so what that looks like is You go into a dermatologist's office, they will numb your face. Um, That might take up to half an hour. And then they come through and do micro needling. Um, And this is where the appearance of blood comes from. They're not putting blood on your face. It's just any, if if you've had really aggressive micro needling done, you might see some blood come to the surface. Now, if if it's the first time or the first few times, they probably won't go as deep or as aggressive. So certainly in my case, we, you know, I didn't see any of that. Um, But if you continue to have a series of treatments, which is what you should do for best results, you might see that. And of course, after the microneedling, we get the plasma put on top to really support and stimulate healing in a way that you otherwise wouldn't get. Uh, Because the barrier of the skin is disturbed, you'll usually be sent home with a barrier cream of some sort for protection um, and results. You know, you can see results after the first session, but they are, of course, cumulative and usually about half a dozen is recommended. Now, PRP can also be used after laser uh, treatment. So, um, a resurfacing laser is a more aggressive um, way of treating the top layers of the skin. And if you were going to do something like that, I would absolutely recommend PRP to be used afterwards for best results. So that's the vampire facial or the various ways in which you can use PRP or platelet-rich plasma, which is using your own tissues. 
Another um, intervention that I am a fan of is using microcurrent. Now, I actually first learned this when I trained to be an esthetician. Now, FYI, if you're new here or you didn't know, I'm actually a qualified beauty therapist and I studied beauty therapy after naturopathy uh, because I was specializing in skin. I dealt with, you know, acne from PCOS myself and and at the time, you know, 20, more than 20 years ago, there really wasn't a lot of options as far as skincare goes um, that actually worked that was also natural. So I went into beauty therapy to learn more about treating the skin. And this was one of those moments that I was like, oh, wow, this was a good thing to learn about. And the microcurrent machine that estheticians use at the time, that was all you could access, but we now actually have handheld devices that you can use at home. And I have one of those myself, but basically a microcurrent tool designed for facial use uses really weak electrical signals, hence the term microcurrent to stimulate the muscles and the skin in order to reverse signs of aging, like drooping skin and dullness. And of course, you know, sagging muscle tissue and it's a little bit like, you know, the same technology is used in physiotherapy to stimulate the movement or um, the, I guess, the recovery of muscles that have atrophied after injury. But in this case, it's being used for cosmetic reasons. And the it's usually what's always used with some sort of um, conducting gel to allow the microcurrent to penetrate properly. Um, it's usually, if you're using a handheld device, comes with instructions on where to place it, where to hold it, um, and where the junctions are of the muscles and actually in order to tone them. So it's a little bit like when you go to the gym and you work out your muscles to improve the tone and the strength, you can actually target specific facial muscles using microcurrent devices also. Now it stimulates facial muscles. So technically exercises them, if you want to put it that way, which strengthens and tones them. So you can work on muscles that are weak, maybe not holding up your tissues as well as they should be. Um, you can also use it to relax muscles as well and actually move tension out of the face. It also improves circulation. It's been shown to speed up wound healing as well. And so really has a rejuvenating effect on the face. Short term, we see increased blood flow into the muscle and increased capillary density. And of course, better circulation to your face means a more radiant glow. I mean, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've at least had one facial in your life and you'll know when you step out of that, how much glowier and dewier and plumped and hydrated your skin looks. And the microcurrent device produces a similar effect. And if you're using it as part of an at-home facial, it's such a powerful thing to do. Now, long-term, we actually see it improving uh, muscle tone, uh, which means, you know, a lifted and tighter look to the face. Now, it also helps to improve the formation and growth of nerve synapses. So what that means is over time, for whatever reason, if our cranial nerves have been compromised with um, cranial tension or maybe through posture, and we'll talk about how posture affects um, your face as well as part of this episode, it's going to help bring those things back online and activate those muscles. And again, you know, a good analogy would be where a personal trainer identifies you've got muscles in the back that are 
overworking and maybe muscles in the front of your core that have switched off. It's about switching those muscles back on and allowing everything to work in harmony, which can help improve symmetry and balance to the face as well as overall tone. Now, the at-home devices aren't as strong as something you would find in an esthetician or medispa office. That being said, the real results, just like going to the gym, are found with more habitual use. So even though they're, they're weaker, the home devices, if you're using them three times a week, you're going to get far better results than if you get microcurrent done every four to six weeks at a beauty therapist's rooms. And of course, if you're doing both, you're going to get even better results. And results can be seen in as well. In fact, when I use mine, I can see a lifted effect after one session. And I must admit, I am a bit lazy, not that regular to use it. Although now that my face is showing the signs of age, I'm going to get back into it. Um, but even in just two weeks, you know, people will actually see a difference for you as well. Now, it's not for everyone. If you have epilepsy, a heart condition, um, implanted medical devices, including things like a pacemaker because of the electrical stimulation, this is something that wouldn't be appropriate for you. Likely definitely speak to your practitioner about it. And it's also not recommended for those who are pregnant because it's not ethical to test it on pregnant women and it's unknown about whether or not it's safe. Now, the microcurrent peters off over a very short distance. So given your face is up here and the baby's down here, theoretically, I'm unsure how it would impact uh, an unborn baby, but of course, it's not worth taking the risk and I wouldn't use it if I was pregnant either. Now, another option is cosmetic acupuncture. So cosmetic acupuncture is similar to skin needling in that needles are used, but with micro needling, it's fairly, it's fairly shallow, relatively speaking. And the intention is to create micro trauma to the skin. It's not penetrating the muscle below, but in the case of acupuncture, yes, you are getting a micro trauma where the needle is inserted, which is helpful, but they are, they go deeper. They penetrate much more deeply and therefore activate the muscles. So there's three actual ways that cosmetic acupuncture works. First of all, by targeting muscles in the face to lift and tone. So the needles are placed at motor points in your face or the junctions between nerves and muscles so as to trigger a response and actually tone the muscles. So a bit like the microcurrent device, but using a different method. Interestingly though, I know in some cases, cosmetic acupuncturists will apply an electrical current to the needle, in which case you're getting the best of both worlds. But what it's doing is sending a signal to the central nervous system to respond and instructing the muscles to perform a beneficial action. And in this case, you know, toning the face. Now, second of all, because it does target um, skin as well, it improves tightness, firmness and wrinkles. It induces collagen formation because of the micro injury uh, and so stimulates repair mode. And I don't want you to freak out at that term micro injury. When you think about it like this, when you go to the gym and lift weights or you do any form of resistance exercise, you're actually causing or creating a micro injury to the muscles, um, which sounds scary, but it's the repair phase that allows them to build back better. The same thing happens when you use cosmetic acupuncture or micro needling. 
they're not the same thing, but they do both cause a micro injury. It allows the immune system to come to the area and respond and generate new tissue and overall have a really beneficial effect. So this is great for skin that has become quite lax, um, not necessarily saggy, but the elasticity the bounciness of it is starting to fade, um, also helps to reduce the look of fine lines um, and really lift and tone everything as well. So not just for mature skins, this is something you could do preventatively, um, but yeah, definitely does target collagen and elastin production, improving fine lines and wrinkles. And lastly, it also improves blood circulation and therefore the supply of oxygen and nutrients to the skin, which is going to give it day-to-day an improved overall appearance anyway, but the more oxygen and more nutrients you have at the skin surface, the faster it's able to turn over, the more um, effectively it's able to heal and to rejuvenate. And, you know, with coffee, stress, lack of exercise, blue light, we can see a lot of things that actually compromise the circulation to our skin, leaving it look more dull, you know, more lifeless and just less radiant. So, Cosmetic acupuncture is a really powerful thing to consider. Now, a couple of other things I want to talk about um, have to do with more tension in the face, um, which can come from stress and poor posture, leading to you know expression lines etching in the face. You know, chronic worry, chronic stress, um, frustration, things like that. Sadness can all influence the way our muscles sit on a day-to-day and moment-to-moment basis, and of course, those are the things that are going to set up creases in our skin over time. So one of the things um, I'm going to suggest is ensuring you have great posture. Now, this is not limited to being mindful of sitting up straight and keeping yourself in alignment, but often there's many things in life that can throw us out of alignment. And this is where a great osteo or an ABC Cairo might come into play. But, you know, one example is most of us work with technology in some way, shape or form, and that can cause tech neck. It can cause hunched rounded shoulders and cause these muscles to kind of tighten up and the ones at the back of the neck to weaken. And because of that forward tipped face and then having to lift the jaw, you can end up with crunching around the eyes and really a dragging down of the face. So by maintaining your posture, by having it corrected where necessary by an appropriate therapist, by having good ergonomics set up with your workspace and being mindful of your posture and working with, you know, an exercise physiologist to tone muscles that maybe have switched off and address muscles that maybe are inappropriately activated. You can take that stress and pressure off the face and allow all of the muscles to relax and return to their appropriate positions. Now, gua sha is wonderful for taking the tension out of the face also. So an ancient Eastern practice, which can be utilized in all kinds of ways, not just cosmetic. It can be therapeutic for injury, muscle recovery, moving stagnant lymph and blood. But when it comes to the face and the gentle strokes that are used, 
It can, of course, move lymph and improve circulation, but also massaging out the tension of the face, softening expression lines as well. So again, by removing tension out of the muscles through the neck, shoulders, and through the face, you can soften all of those lines. Again, something you want to do on a regular basis for best results, um, but something I would encourage you to incorporate. Um, there were some interesting studies done on gua sha actually that noted, um, were able to observe a fourfold increase in microcirculation in the treated area in the skin. And that was within, you know, the first five to 10 minutes. So it's a little bit like massaging your face, but I think it's, I personally find it more interesting because of the angles and the ways that you can use the tool rather than just using your fingers. You could arguably produce the same results with your fingers uh, as well, though. So don't think you have to have a gua sha tool. Um, and that circulation improvement was shown through the for the duration of the study, which was 25 minutes. And I'm sure it lasts longer than that. Just like after exercise, you have a glow for several hours afterwards. Another study showed there was an upregulation of a gene called heme oxygenase 1 after gua sha stimulation. And this actual gene provides antioxidant protection or protecting the cells of the skin from oxidative stress. So it's without a doubt something that is very rejuvenating to the tissue, but again, a little bit like with the microcurrent or anything really, regular use is where you're going to see the best results. By the same token, doing Face yoga can also be really helpful. This is something that has become very trendy in recent years. And just as the name suggests, like yoga helps to align body and mind and move tension out of the body through the asanas, face yoga also helps to relieve tension through the face and specifically targets muscle groups um, and points on the face to relieve that tension and to induce relaxation, which of course is going to soften expression lines as well. There's an app you can download for that, but there's also online tutorials and you know anything that reduces tension in the face is definitely a good thing. I'm sure you're picking up on that theme here. Um, there's also a thing called face gym, and I think it's a bit of a combination of face yoga, microcurrent therapy, and other facial, um, I guess, methods, including gua sha. And you can actually go to a face gym. It opened in Mecca in Sydney earlier this year. Um, you can also do online workouts if you've got the tools. And it's really a combination of mashing all of those things together. So facial massage, gua sha, using microcurrent therapy, and it's, it's a bit of a boot camp <laughs> for your face. Um, but the results are incredible. And certainly if you are looking for a serious alternative to Botox, combining some of these things are going to be really powerful. And face gym, if that's your jam, is definitely one way to get it all in one go. Now, another suggestion to consider is using red light and invisible near infrared light. Now, there's been an explosion of interest in infrared and red light therapy in recent years for very good reason. It induces a healing response throughout the body, depending on where the red light is applied, that really covers a whole host of areas. So 
um, arthritis, acne, wound healing, sore and stiff muscles, improving sleep, improving energy production, so mitochondrial function, uh, fat loss, but also collagen and elastin production. So there have been 68 studies done in vitro and in vivo where red light and infrared light have been used and shown to decrease inflammatory cells, amazing for inflammatory acne or any inflammatory skin condition. So eczema and acne as well, increased fibroblast proliferation. So you're getting that tissue rejuvenation effect and more collagen and elastin being produced. There is a stimulation of angiogenesis or blood vessel growth. And so the better the capillary delivery of nutrients to the skin, the more radiant it's going to look. And of course, yeah, increased synthesis of collagen and elastin. So red light and infrared light is probably one of the the most gentle and easy to access. Uh, You can buy small handheld red lights. I'll pop a link to the one that I have. Um, I've got a small one. I actually got that to help recover from my explant when I got my breast implants removed last year. And honestly, that was, I felt the best I've ever felt um, in those two weeks. And I know um, that red light really helped my tissues to heal. Uh, My scars were smaller than when I had the implants put in, not that they were big, but they, yeah, the fact that they were smaller and less visible, I'm sure has to do with the red light and the infrared light, Um, but you can use it anywhere on your body that is in need of extra healing. And what it's really doing, it's providing all of those beautiful wavelengths that we would get from the sun and a lot of the benefits we get from the sun, but without the blue light um, that can cause skin damage. So really encourage you to look at that. Of course, you can go for bigger panels and get more full body effects if that's what you're interested in, but have a little look at the link below. And I've also got a discount code if you end up Um, deciding to get one, you can get, I think, 10% off or 15% off, depending on which brand you go for. Now, the last thing I will share is face taping. Um, K-tape or kinesiology tape has moved on from sports strapping to anti-aging. And in fact, there's also anti-wrinkle patches you can buy too. Now, the anti-wrinkle patches, um, one example of this is the Frownies brand. I'm not saying that this is the one I think you should look at, but um, what it is, is they are patches that are designed to sit flush on the skin and they stick, really almost just gently applying pressure to the musculature underneath, providing resistance against its movement, allowing it to remain in a more relaxed state than if the patches weren't there. They can also be helpful to stop skin creasing where you might be getting crumple zones. So examples of these two are certainly with aging, if you're a side sleeper like I am, the decolletage, you know, eventually will start to crush in on itself and you'll get what we lovingly call chinkles or chest wrinkles. And so you can buy these silicon sheets that you can place on at night to reduce that. Now, could I be bothered doing that on a daily basis when I eventually get chinkles? Absolutely not. But let's say I had a special event coming up and I wanted to wear something with a plunging neckline. Maybe I would do it the night before to make sure that it had a beautiful, smooth appearance definitely something you could consider. Um, The anti-wrinkle patches can go anywhere on the face. It's almost like a face mask 
and sports tape in one. You can get them around the crow's feet. I'm interested in trying the ones for the lines between the eyebrows. Um, I don't have sort of anything really deep there, but I'm starting to notice a bit of a depression forming. Um, and you sleep with them, sleep with these on at night and then take them off during the day. And it's almost like a very gentle training system for the face. Now, are they remotely comparable to Botox? Absolutely not. Would I just use them on their own and expect amazing results? Mm -mm. But I would definitely consider using them in combination with some of those other things as the icing on the cake, if you like. Now, kinesiology tape was used initially for um, muscle testing, and then it moved into the sports arena um, to actually help activate certain muscles or protect certain muscles. And of course, in the case of facial taping for cosmetic reasons, it's a manual way to correct facial movement or to reduce facial movement, which of course is where expression lines come from. Now, it's not an active process like face gym or face yoga um, or gua sha, but is something that could be used in a complementary manner. So there you have it, folks, a menu of facial care that you could consider in lieu of Botox. You could also consider using this alongside it if you just want to throw the book at it <laughs> and halt aging as much as humanly possible. For me personally, uh, I'm very comfortable with aging gracefully, but if I can just soften and brighten and um, look more radiant in the process, then I am absolutely here for it. And if you've tried any of these things, I would love to hear from you, your experiences, come and DM me on Instagram at that naturopath. If you have any other natural suggestions, honey, I am all ears, fill me in. Uh, maybe we'll do a part two. There could be a whole world out there that I've completely overlooked. Um, but I hope this has given you some confidence around there are other options to Botox. Maybe you want to try them before Botox. Maybe you're giving up Botox and you want to know what else you can do um, or anything in between. So that's it for me today, folks. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you're interested in learning more about the health effects of Botox and also anti-aging from the inside out, stay tuned when Nat's back on board. We're going to have both of those conversations to help you look your most radiant and stunning self. In the meantime, have a beautiful day. Bye for now.